Emily. Hi, Caroline. How are you? I'm doing okay. I got a beer. You know, she got a so beer. <laughs> yeah, we were gonna start recording, and I we were just talking, and we we're like so low energy and stressed and tired right now, and like I was like, you know, I'm gonna get a beer. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. I think it's okay. Um, uh-huh. Emily, I have a bless you. Mm-hmm. Sorry, that was a cough. Sorry, before we start, I really apologize for the quality of my audio. I'm like just getting over a really bad cold, so I'm very sneezy and coughy and sniffly. Well, I um, hope you feel better soon. I'm thanks. sorry you're sick. I feel, I feel a lot better today than I did like the past two days, but I still, I know that you'll be able to hear it. And so that's, that's <laughs> well, the let's only address the elephant in the room. <laughs> yeah. Emily sounds like shit. Yeah. I, so I wanted to ask you if you've seen mm-hmm. the movie Mona Lisa Smile. No. <gasps> okay. I just watched it for the first time okay. recently and it's like everything that we love in a movie it's like dead poet society both women can i tell you something you've never seen dead poet society (laughs) oh my god oh my god it's really bad because it's one of um my best friend josh's favorite movies it's a good movie (laughs) yeah i yeah it is I it's been on my to watch list for forever but I always you know like before you watch a movie that you know is gonna be like that I always feel like I have to be in a certain mood for it and I just never find myself in that mood for whatever reason so that's fair yeah Yeah. but it's really good it's like about this professor who teaches at an Mm all-girls like um, Ivy League school in the 50s and she's from California and so she's expecting it to be sort of like very intellectual and very high level Mm -hmm. but then she shows up and basically learns that a lot of the stuff that they're learning is basically like how to be a good wife and mm. eventually they know their future will involve being a wife and that's the expectation it's a very oh. conservative community so it's just kind of about how she impacts her students and mm-hmm. the community and it's a good it's good yeah i love that yeah it's a good movie Aww. anyway i was like <laughs> i was i kind of would have thought you'd have seen it you know because mm-hmm. just because it just feels like a movie you would like but Anyway. Yay. I'll have to watch yeah, it. Yeah. Highly recommend. Did you ever watch that movie I told you about? Um, the the one I'm... in Catholic school? Yeah. I haven't yet, but it's on my <laughs> list. I'm really excited. Actually, my friend who I watched Mona Lisa Smile with, if she <laughs> hasn't seen it, I'll watch it with her yes. because she would oh, love, I it. love it. Yeah. We need to Can just you... like find a day where I watch that and you watch that. Right. And, and just like do <laughs> we'll an exchange. <laughs> what's your, what's the name of that one again? I think it's called The Trouble with Angels. The Trouble with Angels. Okay, I'm just going to make sure um, I've got my list. It has Haley Mills in it. It's a Haley Mills movie. Mm. And yeah. I love her. I love her. Yeah. To watch. She's just very, very good. Her accent is everything to me. Oh, it's gosh, like, I know. Yeah. It's just that, so good. That was like during watching Mona Lisa Smile, like some of the mm-hmm. actresses have very specific voices. And I yeah. kept like you know parroting them back because yeah. that's what i do and i <laughs> anyway um she's okay. a voice actor everybody right in case you mm-hmm. forgot um, in case you forgot I, I i said the trouble with angles the trouble with angles they're not Some all right them, they're not oh. <laughs> 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 did you just On that, note. that right now oh i did i'm really proud of you for that thank you yeah thanks i'm i'm a comedian she is She's also a voice actor. Comedian and voice actor. Voice actor, comedian. Yes. Incredible. Obsessed. Well, Emily. Yes? What game were you talking about today? We were talking about the one and only, the legendary, um, 
the absolutely impeccable in every mm. sense of the word Correct. shadow at the edge of the water yes shadow Ugh. at the water's edge which is a great title it's so good yeah like i gotta say i think we aren't ranking titles but this may be the best title so far i'm just gonna say it i would not disagree with that i think no. going through like a taking a quick uh uh evaluation in my head i think you're right Shadow right, because it's at the water's edge. It's the shadow of the ghost. It's the shadow over the family. Yeah, it's that that we're always in the dark when we're there. The shadow, which the is something edge. we're going to talk about because I loved I that device. Know. That narrative device, Chef's like, Kiss. Make Nancy so a teacher. Good. So the only free time we have is at night. Brilliant. Brilliant. I know, Absolutely that so brilliant. Smart. Oh my god. So smart. So smart. Very realistic. So smart. I'm obsessed with it. Yeah. No. It's um. Brilliant. Do you want some fun facts? I do. Give them to me. Um, so shadow at the water's edge. Shadow at the wow, that sounded horrible. Let me try that again. Shadow at the water's edge was released on October nineteenth, two thousand ten. I was a um sophomore, no junior. I was a junior in high school in October of two thousand ten. I know that so easily because I got really lucky with. <laughs> The like years that I was in school. Sorry, this is a total unrelated. <laughs> You're tangent. But um, every like calendar year corresponds with the year that I ended that grade of school. So like in 2007, I oh, ended grade seven. That in 2010, is... I ended grade what? ten. That's crazy. Whoa. It's like very handy. That's nice. Like, when any- whenever anyone's like, oh yeah, like how old were you in 2008? I'm like, oh well, I was ending eighth grade, so. <laughs> And wait, sorry, you're four years older than me, right? Mm. I was born in 94. Yeah, four years. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I would have been a eighth grader. Yeah. Oh, well, baby <laughs> Caroline. That was when I just started to know and maybe suspect <laughs> that I was not straight. Unpack. <laughs> what a concept. Oh, Obsessed. Man. Anyway, October 19th, 2010. Um perfect time of year for this lovely lovely game oh yes and i like how at this point in um and before this definitely but definitely by this point her interactive had kind of started alternating like lighthearted and darker games like yeah. we have the phantom of venice comes before um haunting of castle malloy and then there's ransom of the seven ships um right and then Warnings at Waverly Academy, and then Trail of the Twister, and then this. So right. I like that kind of alternating thing. I remember That's noticing true. that like as games were coming out, and I thought it was kind of fun. It's interesting, because um, mm-hmm. the next one is The Captive Curse, which is another darker game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, I don't know. Yeah, no, but I hear what you're saying. Yeah. Maybe it's it's like one every year. But anyway, anywho, please continue. Anywho. <laughs> um, no, no, I like it. Um, It takes place in Kyoto, Japan. Uh, which is a, this is, it's the first game we've had in an Eastern country. Yeah. I think that that is true. Yes. Yeah. We've only been yeah. in Europe up to this point. Mm-hmm. Um, the, I thought this was really funny. The wiki for this game page, <laughs> it always lists like the crime that we're investigating. And the crime listed for this was ghost comma sabotage. <laughs> ghost sabotage. Ghost sabotage. It's like, yes, incredible. 
Um, mm-hmm. This game was also like the previous two games, I think, promoted with its own little microsite. Uh, Yumi had a blog and there were little character interviews. Um, yeah. So her interactive was really in their like heavy promo phase, which is kind of yes. fun. And it's the first game to have phone charms, which will become recurring in the next few, maybe all the way up until the last game. I don't yeah, entirely sure. remember. But yeah. it's the first game to feature phone charms. Um, and I think I read that this is the only game to feature phone charms in the regular version of the game. Because you know they oh. would do the like, special version or whatever like if you pre-ordered you would get the special version of the game or something it was like yeah. five or ten dollars more and it included things like coins you could find or phone charms and stuff um i right, think i read right. that this was the only game where the regular version has the phone a little extra thing yeah okay that's interesting mm-hmm. yeah um, i read about like that that it um that you could by like i don't know if you pre-ordered the game you could have more commands for suki and oh okay stuff yeah or something like that nice anyway <clears throat> yeah those are all my fun facts do you have an amazon review for me i have i have two um <gasps> wow. one's okay. really short and it just cracked me up we have um t- alexis pakulis pakulis on september 7 2017 said would be awesome if the puzzles were not so hard. <laughs> so fair, that's that one. Fair. And then we have from Rachel, gave it three stars. And the title is, if you hate numbers or math, don't play. <laughs> <laughs> and she says, this has been my least favorite of all Nancy Drew games. And I've played almost all of them. To be fair, I think the main reason I did not like this is because it involved so much math. Think no, popular. it doesn't involve math. Yeah, yeah, right. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, if you're allergic to numbers. Yeah, numbers, maybe. <laughs> um, think popular Japanese number games, which we'll talk about. Actually, I have some stuff to share. This is one of the longer Nancy Drew games. Oh, my God, is it? I was like, it playing really this and I was like, holy cow, this is long, mm-hmm. um, which is always a plus. And I agree. If I wasn't mm-hmm. like cramming it in to record for this podcast, I would have enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I wouldn't recommend this game to anyone who is not a huge Nancy Drew game fan because of how tedious it is. But if you are like me and want to play them all, make sure you get your thinking cap on and maybe get a good walkthrough online. Um so that's you know middle middle of the road review Um, i kind of i see it i agree with a lot of parts of that there is get over your fear of numbers right there is some tedium and if you Hmm. don't like sudoku you are screwed you're screwed (laughs) absolutely screwed fortunately i have loved sudoku ever since i was literally like seven literally (laughs) yeah same same yeah yeah i love it and i love um uh, nanograms so much too i've always loved them so yeah th- like that was exciting but i do want to share some little fun fun facts some history behind the mystery Please. um i obviously couldn't look into everything that we cover during this game i just didn't have enough time <laughs> but i thought that the thing i'd focus on because this is a puzzle game are the like famous puzzles that we do um Sudoku is very popular in japan it was popularized mm-hmm. in the 80s however it is not japanese in origin it's Ooh. actually made from a swiss mathematician and he's like the one who created the puzzle and then the united states popularized it and then japan really liked it because 
Japanese the Japanese language doesn't lend itself to word puzzles the way like the mm. um, Arabic numerals not numerals Arabic like letters do yeah in English like crosswords and so a lot of Japanese people really enjoyed Sudoku because it was number based right yeah um, and the name is Japanese is from Japanese mm-hmm. and they're sort of the people who coined the name which is interesting but it is not originally from Japan so that's a little bit of a fun fact um and then the other thing is hold on one moment here we go okay so renogram is not a term that i found on the internet it's actually called a hidato oh yeah and it's the same thing and that one was i believe developed by a japanese um creator and then nonograms Mm -hmm. were also not japanese i'm pretty sure let me actually Mm -hmm. double check my facts i did this research while sarah was doing some puzzles earlier (laughs) Um, sarah played this game with me she did Um, I saw yes. her posting about it on Instagram last did you night. See, <laughs> did you watch all the videos? I did, but I was with friends, so my the sound was off, so oh, I really didn't. I recommend going back and okay. turning the volume up. Okay. Um. Yeah, we were we were pretty blasted. I. <laughs> you know what? Uh, insert elevator music here because I'm gonna do that real quick. Wow. That was incredible. Thank you. Okay, are we back? Yeah. So sorry. Um, I just back. um I just watched the biggest treat. <laughs> I'm so glad you think so. It was um, it was something else. So just a little more about puzzles and stuff. Um, the nonogram was developed in Japan, but the name was from the UK. Uh, but it, it the puzzle concept was originated in japan also in the 80s and then renograms aka hidatos were created by a israeli mathematician so it's just interesting little little facts about the puzzle the puzzle puzzles um and i always remember how kalina told us that story about how when they were developing this game there was like a woman who did a playthrough trial and she's Mm. like i've been to japan and you can't you don't you know they don't wear shoes inside and so Mm -hmm. Like the, like she's like said you you shouldn't have Nancy walking around like in heels you know yeah yeah <laughs> which is interesting so oh anyway. I love that yeah yeah cool um yeah. anything else to say before we move on to our characters I mean I I think we can move on um I brought up this game when we talked about uh, Ransom of the Seven Ships as a little bit of a culprit of some cultural insensitivities, mostly regarding the fact that only one voice actress in this entire game is actually Japanese. Everyone else is white. Um, Mm -hmm. And there was someone on the staff. I did a lot of research into this. There was someone on the staff who was the like reference, like person that who is Japanese and he taught it. Uh, university in Seattle and his name I have it I wrote it down I stalked IMDB like a crazy person his name is Fumio Kabayashi and he is a Japanese language teacher at a school in Seattle but he was the consultant on this game so they did have Mm -hmm. someone on staff to sort of like fact check things Um, I didn't have time to sort of like check all of the specific facts because what often happens in media that's recreating a East Asian country, specifically China, Japan, and Korea, is they tend to overlap facts between mm-hmm. them, kind of merging them into one experience, whereas there are sort of like, there are some overlaps in like lore and things, but 
they're they are separate you know yeah. and so um I didn't have time to go through and specifically look into like how much of this was accurate but mm-hmm. I encourage you all to check that out um anyway yeah I just I wish they had been actual Japanese American voice actors I think that would yeah. have helped a lot just to have more folks from the Japanese experience to be able to be part of the game yeah I agree I agree um well, our first character, we'll just start right off the bat with who was coincidentally, but not coincidentally, IMO, also the best voice actor, was Miwako's character. Yes. Yeah. So good. Um, I wrote down, I always, so I always do my little character descriptions because I've played all these games before I do them before I start playing oh, yeah. Game. Um. And I wrote down, I feel like I remember not really liking her, but I don't remember why. I, yeah. I remember why she has a giant stick up her ass. I know, but I feel bad because but, Nancy, uh, yeah. every time we talk to her, is like, hi, can you please talk about your trauma? Thank yeah. you. And she's like, no, obviously I'm not <laughs> going to do that, you know? Like, yeah. I kind of get it more. Again, kind of like uh-huh. you, first time I played, I was like, mm, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But this time I'm like, okay, I totally get why she's... So reserved yeah. because it's like this it's personal. Yeah. And she's like so stressed. Like she's in charge of this Ryokan that right is, that like everybody is leaving. Yeah. Um and yeah. So I do I think she kind of has a stick up her butt still. <laughs> but yeah. yes, I think it's totally like it's very understandable. Um her voice actor was Oh no, I can't tell if that's an H or an N because my stupid handwriting. Give me a sec. Um, that's an N. Good. I thought it was an H, so I'm glad I checked. <laughs> glad you checked. <laughs> uh, Mikano Fukaya. Um, apologies if I'm pronouncing that wrong. I very well might be, but and this is their only uh credit in anything. But honestly, like fabulous job. I know. Yeah, she's great. Yeah. I loved Miyako's voice. Yeah. Um, next, Yumi, the fucking bomb. I love, I love her Yumi. personality so much. Yeah, yeah she's obsessed. Great. Super obsessed fun. with Yumi. Um, Yumi was voiced by Kira Lauren, who also voices Lena in The Shattered Medallion and Alex in Sea of Darkness. Okay, nice. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I love Yumi. I, Sarah played with me, which I'll mention now, I guess. And no, yeah. I have some notes from her that she said, put this in. Oh, um, incredible. But she she was like, this poor voice actress cannot do this accent. And I was like, yeah, yeah. no, it was really rough. I got to say. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. but um, I love her. And I love like the sense and sensibility dynamic we got going on of the mm. sisters. You know, have you, mm. have you, you, I'm sure you've seen slash read. No, but Play I know hunt. like. I know, like, the basic story. I gotta watch listen, the movie. I'm not a Jane Austen girl. That's okay, but you got to watch the movie. Okay. Please, with Emma Thompson, it's so good. She wrote it, too. She wrote the screenplay Okay, for okay. Yeah. Um, I'll do it because I know about your love affair with Emma Thompson. As you know. <laughs> yes, I love her dearly. Yeah, it's, like, um, the same as mine with Julie Andrews. I get yes, it. Yes, <laughs> yes. Though Julie is in that, like, top yeah. three, you know? Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, like, her... And Emma Thompson and then like Lily Tomlin. Those mm-hmm. are like the top three of like older actresses who I like their mm-hmm. stuff. Um That's but a great anyway. Trifecta. Yeah. I know it is powerful, powerful. Um mm-hmm. 
but it is sort of like the sense and sensibility like one sister is very sense and the other is sensibility Mm -hmm. and yumi is very expressive and it's Mm -hmm. yeah definitely super cool anyway i love that um yeah we love yumi uh next we have takai and uh, I had written down, I feel like I remember not liking her either. I do definitely remember that she talks slow. As oh I can't. I can't. I usually do, well, not usually, but in um, doing replays for this podcast, I usually do all of the conversations. Like, I just exhaust everything. Yeah. I didn't do it with Takai. I know. I couldn't sit there. I'm not. I'm. Well, okay. I was going to say I'm a relatively patient person. That's not true. I'm not patient at all. But I'm especially not patient enough to listen to Takai talk for no. forever. No, literally. She mm-hmm. is like, yeah, that, that is the hardest part about her character is just mm-hmm. she talks so slow. And I get, okay, yeah, she's older and English isn't her first language. But it's like, come on. It's like, I don't know. Yeah. Nobody have- nobody talks that slowly no. though. Nobody constructs their sentences that slowly. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, but I I'm with you. I like her character, but it's like that's why I didn't talk to her is literally because she talks so slow. And Sarah yeah. literally was like, Oh my mm-hmm. gosh, I hate talking to her so much because yeah. she talks so slow. I can't. I can't. Um Takai though is voiced by Wellaine Sharples who also voices Renee Amond and Emily Crandall. So they're someone we've talked about before because they have quite the trifecta of (laughs) voice actor, uh, voice act, voice act, voice overs, voiceovers. For the Nancy Drew games. I'm sick. Excuse me. (laughs) It's okay. Uh, I had COVID literally when we recorded. Yeah. So you're good, dude. No worries. Okay, cool. This is my COVID time. Um, Just kidding. I don't have COVID. Jesus, I shouldn't joke about that. Okay, next. Um, Rentero sucks for obvious reasons. And I really hate that we're tricked into loving him. I know. He's (sighs) he's a toxic boyfriend. Yeah. And it's like... like the right, toxicest but, but it's also the thing that is so i don't know i think is really good about the way his character is written is we sort of love him because he's so quirky mm-hmm. and funny and he's like silly and stuff um but i could to it's not like totally out of the realm of possibility of him be doing this for this reason right yeah um it's very he's like the nice guy right and so mm-hmm. it's just kind of like i think it's kind of great that we have that experience because he is and i'm glad that she doesn't ever get back together with him even in the mm-hmm. happy ending you know mm-hmm. um yeah but anyway. yeah yeah i he's he is a very like he's a very complex character and uh i mean not like not necessarily in the grand scheme of things but definitely in the grand scheme of these games especially like of the villains we have he's almost like if joseph is like a 10 in complexity and just like i don't know joseph joseph is still my favorite villain yeah um i'd put rentero at like i'd put him at like an eight yeah yeah maybe even a nine no, it's true. It's like mm-hmm. it's almost like when when we find out he's the culprit, we almost can't hate him 
because yeah. it's like you understand why he's doing mm-hmm. what he's doing, but it's like he's he didn't ask, you know, Miwaka what she wants. That's the clue, you know, that's the issue here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like a disconnect. Yeah. Um, and I have very little patience for this anyway. <laughs> yeah. We have no, no patience for men behaving like this. No, absolutely none. Zero. Zip, I mean, I, I don't, I have, I'm very fortunate to not have a reason to need to be patient with men with this mm-hmm. kind of behavior, mm-hmm. which is nice. I'm, I'm lucky, mm-hmm. but um, <laughs> yeah. Mm. And last but not least, I want to talk about Kasumi, the mom who died. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can tell I you were like, like who's that <laughs> i was like cat savannah no who is it <laughs> Ooh, i do love savannah though um mm-hmm. we have to talk about costume because the wiki lists her as a character and it's a really creepy sad uh, concept and something that i was very unclear about and still like forget every time i play is i always think also trigger warning about to mention suicide if you don't want to hear about that skip ahead like 30 seconds um but I always think from like the letters that we read between her and Marianne and from all the vague descriptions that we're getting from everybody I always thought that she committed suicide and then we find out that she slipped and fell and that was kind of I think that was like the biggest disconnect in the game to me is just that that was like very I don't know, very unclear. I don't know. Did you feel that way? Yeah, no, and and I, I'm with you. And I it almost feels like the original concept of the game was that she did commit suicide. Yeah. But then they were like, that's too serious for mm-hmm. this age demographic. We need to like scale it back. And so they mm. patched it over with it being an accident. But it's like the way that the characters all talk about her death and the way and her like presence feel it feels mm-hmm. like it's it was a loss like obviously an accident like that happening is tragic that's yeah. not like i'm not saying it's not but it it just i don't know the air is different it feels it. like because it feels like um this is what i think it is and i don't want anyone to get the wrong message from me saying this so just hear me out but it feels like there's a lot of and i don't know if this is a cultural thing um it feels like the family has a lot of shame surrounding the death, like too much shame around the death for an accidental death, you know? And I understand, I don't think there should be any shame around like discussing suicide or. Right. Right. Yeah. I don't think there should be shame around that, but I understand that that is especially culturally, um, a really big deal but it felt like it felt like I think I think the shame that the family felt and the reluctance to talk about it was what led me to believe that she right. committed suicide and I was like why is there so much like uh shame and guilt and like the uh, being unwilling to translate the newspaper article I was like right. why is the why is all of this so heavy if it was still tragic but if it was like an accidental death you know no i hear you on that yeah but also it could just be sensitive and i do know that like i mean obviously there is like differences in this but in japanese culture there's also like the concept of rituals like um like 
honorable suicide like mm-hmm. samurai soldiers would um sorry we're getting really getting into this right now samurai soldiers would like you guys can keep skipping um, ahead if yeah, you have to <laughs> they would like um basically like kill kill themselves in a very specific mm-hmm. way um that that i'll describe trigger warning, warning skip ahead three seconds where they would basically slit their stomachs open and die mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. like they, it would have been more honorable to die than to keep on living with the shame mm. and, it, and it was different it, it depended on anyway and this is an ancient mm-hmm. japanese thing but this sort of like idea of it being more honorable for your family to just not be around than this mm-hmm. is sort of a trend in certain japanese stories too mm-hmm. and so i don't think it's just com- it's complex suicide in japanese culture specifically is complex so i don't mm-hmm. it's hard to say either way but it does i don't know it feels like an like at least an american american story if if like i'm an american mother committed suicide it feels similar like the, mm. the sort of vibe um, yeah. but i can't speak specifically again to mm-hmm. japan and how they handle death um really so yeah yeah who knows it's an interesting discussion to be had i like your theory though that maybe that's where they were planning on going with it and then they were right. like hold up i'm not sure because it do does this. it's like heavy unless mm. it happened really recently but i don't think it was really recent yeah it doesn't feel like it was really no. recent because i that like it feels like that is what caused the major split between Yumi and Miwako, and they've right. been kind of separate for like a minute now. Right. Um, yeah. 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 And I did. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So, anywho, should we get right into gameplay? Let's get into gameplay, Emily. Let's you lead the way. Did you play on Junior or Senior Detective? Me and Sarah did Junior Detective. Okay. Because it was Sarah's first game. Yes. Incredible. Um, also, yes, in case you missed it, we will have some commentary from Sarah via Caroline throughout, <laughs> yes. which can't wait. I can't wait. Um, my first note is something we've already mentioned, which is that I low-key love that we can only explore at night because we're teaching during the day. It's immediately spooky. It makes so much sense. So yes. much sense. Um, yeah. Very good plot device. Just very good. Right, right and the, the bat. and like the idea of like us coming back to the hotel we're staying in and that sort of vibe it is it's mm-hmm. excuse me it's very very smart yeah. um but nancy must have gone to work the next day pretty exhausted i know sometimes <laughs> because she'd be up until four in the morning i know <laughs> i always think about that i love it it's like she must be like buffy she only needs like three hours of sleep right, a night right. or something <laughs> so true <laughs> Um, the opening scene, we have the portrait falling, iconic. Mm, yes. Um, we get our first glimpse of Suki, the robotic cat, which is my least favorite thing I in hate, the whole world. That's the scariest thing of this game is Suki. Horrible. Not, not the ghost, no. Um no. and so so Sarah, this is my first Sarah comment when we were playing. Um, Miwako says, Isn't she the greatest? And Sarah said, No, get a real cat. <laughs> like yeah Yeah. i hear you girl um anyway i had a question which is Mm -hmm. so obviously best and george which i actually this is a a time to bring this up i loved their role in this game oh yeah absolutely it is like there are games where i never talk to them and Mm -hmm. i'm like are they even there but this game it was like yeah they were almost other characters 
Yeah. You know? So is and Savannah. It, and Savannah as and well. And Logan. And Logan. Right. And and we, there was this mm-hmm. whole, like, yeah, it just is so good and so well done. And I like that we have to talk to them. However, mm-hmm. I have the question of, what convention is Storage at? I is it right i know because it seems it feels like everyone and their mom is at this convention this week or whatever this is happening is it an anime convention it sounded more like a workplace convention or like some kind of like it's like a robotic cat ghost book writing convention (laughs) so true so true i don't yeah i i don't i don't know um i don't if anybody does know like I wonder if right. it's just like really small and we missed it. I don't know. Yeah, let us know. <laughs> it's just the convention. It's the just the convention. one. The one I know the, the only one to top all conventions. Literally oh everybody is there. Everyone's there. <laughs> it's true. Everybody. Oh um. Gosh. Uh, yeah. Suki sucks. Um. Nancy is immediately invasive. Just oh right gosh. off the bat with poor poor Miwako. Uh. And then we get a call from Bess and run into Rentero coming out of the bathroom. Just all of the standard beginning of the game. You're getting right. used to people running into people. Um, kind of getting a feel of the lay of the land. Which, And I like in this game, it's one of those Nancy stumbles upon a mystery games. She's not yeah. there to solve a mystery. She's there doing something extra and stumbles upon a mystery which sometimes feels very contrived but in this game I think it actually really worked. Right I agree. Even though the fact she's stumbling into the mystery feels like bad that she's getting involved. <laughs> she's literally like inserting herself into the mystery. She is like I am forcing my help upon you and you have no say in the matter. You have zero say. If None. you won't give me the information, I will find it. God. And she is a piece of work. She really is. She really is. Um uh and then I went to our room and see all of the little teaching things that we have. Did oh my you grade gosh. Your students. Did you grade all of your students' papers? We we only did the first two. Um okay. but I I have to comment. I love on the student profiles. Sakura mm-hmm. sa- says that she's quote very interested in wells. In wells. wells. Like the well in the like, gr- uh, wells in the ground. Oh. Huh. I thought that was a really interesting interest for a seven-year-old to have. Wells. Wells. I, I don't know how I... I bet I bet it wasn't supposed to say Wells, and it was supposed to say something else, and that she got it wrong. Maybe. Wells? Yeah. That would make Wales some more rule. sense. Wells rule, bro. Yeah, Wales no, I was rule. like, I was like, well, well, well world. world. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Well world. well, world. Someone make us a t-shirt with the Wayne's World characters. But, but it um, says whale world. <laughs> the whale world. And I want them wearing shirts that are the same shirt that... The whale logo. Whale, that, yeah. Well, I want them wearing shirts that have them on it with the word whales, whale world. And then in that logo i want them wearing you know what i'm saying yes i absolutely know what you're saying yeah, yeah. um I, thank you for your service whoever does that thank you that <laughs> thank you um okay so we grade the students papers most of them suck one of them's really good i think her name is um 
uh it starts with an f i remember that much but i forget yeah i can't remember her name yeah i don't remember um and i this is the first okay i actually i have something funny to say Okay, so guys, since we recorded our, or since since we played the last game, I have um switched up my room layout a little bit because I've decided <laughs> to really dig into my uh couch potato um vibe, and so I gave away my gaming chair and I turned my desk so that it's at the foot of my bed, and <laughs> so. <laughs> I literally, I I just lay in bed and like play PC games. I that's all I do anymore. <laughs> anyway, all of that is to say, I don't have external speakers except for on my monitor, and they're like really quiet. And so that meant that this was the first game that I played with my headphones on, and it made me appreciate the music on a <gasps> whole nother. Oh level. my god! Yes, the music in this game was great. I'd be um, playing sometimes and like sometimes Sarah would come in and want to be involved and sometimes she would want to go sit and do something mm-hmm. else but in the same room and so and, and there was one time she's like sitting over there and she's like oh my god why is the music so scary I know <laughs> it's like, it's like I know it's so scary but it's <laughs> if like I didn't so know, good if I didn't know like when because with this game when I first played this with my dad because Mm-hmm. So fun fact, my dad, um, he actually lived in Japan when he was in high school because oh. his dad was stationed there and he lived in Misawa. So oh. that's pretty cool. Um, but uh, he like wanted to play it because it took place in Japan and because um, it was the scariest game, you know, mm-hmm. in the series. And I was like, oh, my God. OK, whatever. And I, I knew and I was like, I could only play it if me and you do it together. You know, mm-hmm. like like me, it's me and my dad. And I, I had to like. I asked my friend Maddie, who has played all the games, I, basically to write down a list of like all the times that we see the ghost and like what happens, you know, so I'm not so because I'm not I'm like, I get very scared easily, even In like you guys didn't game, already know. Yeah, I was like, oh, God. And so that's why Sarah played with me is because I couldn't, <laughs> couldn't handle it. OK, <laughs> but since I knew when all the scary stuff was going to happen it was like fine you know listening to the scary ambiance but i kept being like is there something that i forgot that happens mm-hmm. you know and mm-hmm. anyway but yeah that's kind of my first experience of the game and me and my dad i remember like the scene with the mirror oh my gosh oh, yeah. my, me and my dad were like oh that was scary like my dad like really yeah. was like wow <laughs> that was freaky <laughs> i remember the first time i played this game i had heard that it was really scary and i didn't get it like right when it came out um and I had heard that it was really scary and so I was like and back then I got scared of like everything I don't know how I got out of that because I nothing really scares me anymore um but I like looked up a video of like scariest moments at Shadow at the Water's Edge and I saw the mirror thing and I was like holy shit (laughs) I was like I'm so glad I saw this before I played this game because yeah it was uh terrifying um but yeah the music is so creepy and so good like so good I honestly I felt like a felt like a proud parent of her interactive playing this game I was like look at what you did with this like you really went out what you really went all out with this um it felt like a very proud moment uh I had a question for you so you said that you graded all the students first assignments how did you grade them 
Were you nice or were you accurate? Because most of them sucked. No, they're all so bad. I always, I, I, like, I can't even remember, honestly. Like, mm-hmm. like one, the one who did really well, I gave, like, a gold star. And yeah. then ones that were, like, pretty good, I gave the smiley face, yeah. you know. And then there were some that were just sad. And yeah. then I gave the sad face. I gave the sad face to everyone who didn't get more than who didn't get three or more correct that's good smart just um, like sad yeah like, that's so worse sad. than an x it's like sad like that's like the, it's the teacher equivalent of i'm really disappointed in you right, right absolutely yes i'm not even mad i'm just disappointed um oh, god and then i went and met rentero and we get our first mm. puzzle a nonogram which this game was my first time being introduced to nonograms cool and i really liked them they're fun very yeah. fun um and here's where we first encounter my biggest pet peeve in this game one of my biggest pet peeves in probably the whole series if we're being perfectly honest which is that the characters characters of a non-american culture introduce themselves to nancy and nancy immediately mispronounces their name yeah hello i'm rentaro oh hello rentaro hello i'm miwako oh hello mawako i can't stand it well so here's the thing in japanese it's usually it's um the third so if like because i you know as you know i play a lot of japanese games um if like so makoto is the name Mm -hmm. of a character in in danganronpa he's like Mm -hmm. the the lead the third syllable the middle syllable is always emphasized so makoto Mm -hmm. right so Mm -hmm. miwako is actually correct rentaro is actually correct lani manella did her Mm -hmm. homework it's the Japanese characters who didn't do their homework. That's what I've I've had the impression of. So anyway, I'm I'm not really? sure. I'm pretty almost positive. I'm so uh you know what? I'm gonna look it up real quick because yeah, I have please. to know. Okay, that one says Rentaro. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. But there's a character in Danganronpa named Ren- Rentaro, uh-huh. and they pronounce it Rentaro. The only other... Fujitani. Oh, wait. I missed it. Miwako Fujitani. Oh, this Miwako says, but that's Fujitani. a very... I don't trust that. That's a very American voice. Um, The only other game I've played uh, is Doki Doki Literature Club. And I remember noticing... I forget what... God, I forget what her name is. Natsuki. Um, and I remember the first time I was playing it, I kept pronouncing it Natsuki. And then I was like watching a YouTube video or something. Um, I watched a few and they were all like Natsuki. Hmm. And then I was like, oh, is it? So do they pronounce like the first syllables of those things? Yeah, I don't know. And I've always interpreted. So like, again, okay. Danganronpa, Kyoko, Kyoko. Uh Kirigiri. It's like the second mm-hmm. to last syllable is like mm-hmm. emphasis, but I'm wondering if it's that's the rule if it's like more than one. Is Danganronpa wrong? Danganronpa is the correct way to say Danganronpa. Okay. No, no, I no. I say, mean, are they wrong? Right. It could be the localization team mm-hmm. that 
no you're that's a good point it's a good point um okay anyway if anyone knows let us yeah. know we're yeah. very open to being wrong right uh, that's true however anyway so if someone's right, wrong <laughs> if i'm right this is one of my biggest pet peeves yeah in yeah in the games um okay i uh Okay, okay. Oh, wait. Okay, do you okay, want to so... know one of my biggest pet peeves in the game kind of having to do with this? Oh, yes, please. When characters from another country who speak another language talk to other characters from their country or to themselves in English. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That happens so many times in this game. And me and Sarah, Sarah was very frustrated about that. She was like, why are they not speaking in Japanese? Yeah. I was like, well, um, yeah, I, I mean, I get that. Yeah, I get, I get it, it for from like just like you know, they want us to understand what they're saying. But mm-hmm. it would be nice to have even just some like dialogue like that going on where we don't need to know what it means, right? You know? Like some lines in Japanese. Mm-hmm. Like we never heard one of these Japanese Japanese characters speak in Japanese mm-hmm. at all, mm-hmm. unless they were telling us about like one word. Yeah. Which is weird. Yeah, I agree. Um, okay, so we meet Rentero. That's just how I'm gonna say. If I, again, if I'm wrong, correct me. We we meet Rentero. He starts giving us puzzles. I did a few puzzles right away because I love puzzles, and I never remember. Whenever I play this game, I always remember nonograms and Sudoku, but I never remember renograms, and that's because I have permanently blocked them from my memory because i hate them you don't like them interesting i don't like them at all i like them but that's yeah i understand yeah 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 i just i don't i don't like them i don't know why i don't know i don't think they're bad they're just not for me um and then i went and talked to takai and we had to do the calligraphy puzzle do anything else you want to say in here the calligraphy puzzle sucks Sucks. thank you i found a workaround baby so did sarah she had to google oh, it's it. the same thing i'm sure yeah. because she you, we were literally like like it was infuriating yeah yeah so everybody the workaround is this and caroline tell me if it's the same one you used um the only thing that the game like looks at to see if you've completed it is whether each number is covered and the yep. whole number and circle have to be covered but you can't go outside the lines at all so as long as you just, like, put your mouse perfectly on the little number and, like, click once or twice and just cover up the number, it's good. You're good. Mm-hmm. You're yeah. welcome. There yeah. it is. We were, we, like, were infuriated and, uh-huh. and working at this for, like, a very long time. And then Sarah was like, uh, I'm just going to look it up. And then she was like, oh, my gosh, Caroline, guess what? And I was like, oh, yes. So anyway, yeah, that sucks. That was, like, the worst thing ever. Horrible. Okay. Horrible. Yeah. Yeah. Hello, and thank you for listening to Shadow at the Water's Edge Part 1. We're going to shout out our lovely patrons real quick. So much thanks to Emma, Melissa, Juliana, Sam, Aaron, Lexi, Joe, and Robert. We love you guys. Thank you guys for being so kind with our delay in posting. Caroline and I have been sick and out of town and crazy in general. And since this episode is up one week and one day late, you will be getting Shadow at the Water's Edge Part 2 next Monday. So that is six days from now. Um, Thanks so much again. We love you guys. Have a great week and we will see you next time.